All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote, it's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News. That's A-M-A-C dot U-S forward slash Just News. Hello, America, and happy Tuesday. Yes, it's time for another edition of John Solomon Reports. And today, you know what? We got a little election integrity news breaking out there. A lot of it, actually, not a little bit, a lot of it. Just a little while ago, Ron DeSantis, the governor of Florida, signed into law a bill that creates an election integrity police unit. This is very important. You know, say, well, it sounds common sense. What's the big deal about that? Lots of states have strong election integrity laws, but they don't have the bodies the workforce, the police force, to actually pursue them. And we've heard this in Georgia. We've heard it in Arizona, the limitations that resources have. I think Georgia had like two investigators until recently. And, you know, when you're doing something as large as the ballot harvesting investigation in Georgia, you need more than two bodies to pull off that sort of a a probe. I mean, these are follow the money, very difficult things. So Ron DeSantis jumps in today and uh, signs that law. It's going to create a permanent expert police force on election fraud, on election integrity. That's going to have a bit profound effect, and it's one of the many things that are going on in the election integrity front. And late last night, yours truly here, yep, we broke, I think, a really important story. We were able to get from the Secretary of State's office, the State Elections Board in Georgia, the subpoenas that were issued late last week in the Georgia ballot harvesting, or if we call it the Georgia ballot trafficking investigation, a very important uh, development. There are subpoenas now compelling the production of evidence, compelling the list of names who are suspected of trafficking, uh, the, the list of nonprofit groups suspected of funding this. And I think when you look at the subpoenas, by the way, they go to Catherine Engelbrecht and True the Vote and her research team, OPSEC LLC, and and a guy uh, named um, Greg Phillips. They did all the work putting the cell phone records and the video footage together. They want the names of all the traffickers, the phone numbers of the traffickers, the, uh, the record of uh, their travels and, and nightly drops of ballots, if that's what was going on, the video footage that goes with it. And then finally, uh, they want any evidence of who was paying for this. In other words, follow the money. That's the way all great investigations go. And um, we're going to be able to explore that a little more in just a second. You know why? 
the Georgia election, Steve, the Secretary of State, Brad Raffensperger, is joining us here in studio in just a few seconds. We're going to have a great conversation about the ballot harvesting probe, about all the efforts he's had to fight non-citizen voting. He just recently uh, discovered that 1,600 people tried to get on Georgia's voter rolls who were foreigners, non-citizens. He's now seeking prosecution of them. The system worked. They caught them before they could get to the polls. But the idea that somebody's out there registering uh, non-citizen voting is a big red flag. And I think Georgia Secretary of State Brad Raffsenberger is going to be on top of that. That's going to be a great conversation. And then a little bit after that, we're going to have Gina Swoboda, Executive Director of the Voter Reference Foundation. They are doing some really remarkable stuff, uh, keeping an eye on voter rolls. Listen, if your voter rolls are dirty, if they're outdated, if dead people, people who have left the state are still on the voter rolls, well... They have a way of uh, becoming a form of abuse. And Gina Swoboda has been here. They're doing great work at the Voter Reference Foundation on this, as well as creating a statewide training system for poll observers in Arizona, uh, where she has worked for the state of Arizona's election office for many years. She is a subject expert. We're going to take you into some of the proactive things that can be happened to make our elections more safe, allow our elections to become or trust it, allow our, uh, make voting easier to do, but make cheating harder to accomplish. That's what both uh, Secretary Raffsenberger and Gina Swoboda are working on. And we're going to get to that today. An all-day election buffet on integrity. We'll be right back after a quick commercial break with our exclusive interview first with Brad Raffsenberger. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're gonna get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down, my blood sugar is down, my weight's down, my health is up, my sleeping patterns are better, my metabolism is up. If you wanna experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit, and it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected 
for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest, somebody who's been on the front lines of election integrity. Uh, and in yesterday was in the headlines again as new subpoenas have been issued in the uh, ballot harvesting case in Georgia. He is the chief of elections, Georgia, uh, Georgia's election integrity, the secretary of state, Brad Raffsenberger. Sir, good to have you back on the show. Well, thank you, John. As you look out now, there were these subpoenas that we were able to get under the open records law. Clearly, you're asking for the evidence from True the Vote to try to figure out who these people are, what they were up to, who was funding them. How important a step are these subpoenas in that investigation? Critically important. Right now, we're stymied. We have information, but we don't know who these people are, who paid them, and how much they were paid. And we need that information. And uh, we've not been given that information. So we've asked subpoenas of Catherine Engelbright of True the Vote, at True the Vote itself, the organization, uh, Greg Phillips, and then obviously his company, OPSEC. We need to know, have that information so that we can go interview these individuals. We have post-certified investigators who are chomping at the bit. We need the information. You know, who are they? Where do they live? We'll go visit them and we'll get that information. But we want to know who, were the, who paid them and then how much did they earn and then we're going to follow that all the way. And you have to, as they say, follow the money. Yeah. And we're going to get to it and we're going to prosecute. Yeah, you talked about that the last time you were on the show. And that's the key, following that money. Knowing who got it and what they were doing with it and who paid them, I think is going to crack this case uh, wide open. You have been, for the longest time, and it, it, it took me a little education in Georgia to realize this, but you have been concerned about the idea that Democrats or someone might cheat through the form of ballot harvesting, ballot trafficking. You pushed the law in 2019 that set, set in effect a clear prohibition against this. Uh, why do Democrats seem to like this or seem to talk about doing this? I mean, we've seen it in Wisconsin now. We've seen it in Arizona. Uh, what makes ballot harvesting tr attractive as a cheating mechanism for those who want to who cut the rules? Well, I made ballot harvesting illegal when we introduced and passed House Bill 316 in 2019. Right. And if our legislation uh, that we passed is word for word the Arizona were, uh, laws for outlawing ballot harvesting, which have been upheld by the Supreme Court. So we know we have good standing with the Supreme Court. But the only person that should ever touch your ballot is you and then the election official that receives the ballot. Obviously, your spouse or, or health care giver, if you have that kind of a situation, 
But this idea that you just run up and down a street or run through an apartment complex and collect everyone's ballots, we don't think that's the appropriate way to go. Ballot harvesting or ballot trafficking, what it does is separate you, the voter, from your ballot. And we think that the only person that should touch your ballot is you, the voter, and then the election official that receives it. And that's why we outlawed ballot harvesting. In California, it's legal. I Go figure. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> but I can't, I can't control what they do in California, but yeah. we're, we're making here that we have election integrity in Georgia. And if we find people that have harvested ballots, we prosecute. And we want to find out what organization has been behind this. Yeah, so important to dig into that and see. You've also been taking a really um, uh, important leading stance, I think really nationally, in trying to get other states to go ahead and get a national ban on harvesting. And so uh, why, would, based on the experience of what you have, what you know, why does that make sense for other states right now to do so as well? I think that we want people to free, make, freely express their choice when they vote. But you can end up with that whole process of voter coercion. Yeah. Right? Next thing you know, that's uh, someone that owns a company. He's actually trying to coerce people on who they should vote for. Right. Or if you're in a union situation, then the union boss is coercing you and who to vote. We want people to make that free will decision. Because when people make that free will decision, uh, then their voice is really truly heard. And so... That's why it's very important. Uh, we want people to vote without any type of coercion. That's why we also have that ban within the, in polling locations within 150 feet. You can't come in there and start politicking. Let people, you know, make their own choice on who they want to vote for. Leave them alone at local polling precincts. And we strengthen that with the Inte Inte Election Integrity Act of 2021. Yeah, there's no doubt. And that coercion, when you talk to people who've been victims of harvesting, that's one of the things they mentioned. They felt coerced. They felt pressured. So it seems like that is going to be something we can eliminate when we get these legal prohibitions nationwide. Another thing you've been working hard on uh, is uh, uh, making sure that only citizens vote in Georgia. Uh, you, you, I know, we're really concerned about non-citizen voting. And why not? New York City's done it. San Francisco's done it. Chicago's talking about doing it. There's eight communities in Maryland doing it, two in Vermont. Um, how much traction is this idea of stopping non-citizens from voting uh, uh, getting as you as you push it across the state? Well, uh, right now I'm at the tip of the spear because we are pushing back against Fair Fight, Stacey Abrams' organization in federal court. My general counsel will be on the stand again today. Uh, we're pushing back. This is an active court case, federal court case. It's very important, not just for Georgia, but this is actually going to have ramifications and repercussions throughout the entire country. What we're saying here in Georgia that is only American citizens should be put on voter rolls and only American citizens vote. End of story. And we think that's very important. John, if you remember... When Stacey Abrams ran for governor four years ago, yes. she talked she talked about the blue wave, and she said that's the people who are documented and undocumented, i.e., that means the non-citizens, non-citizens, you know, she wanted them to be able to vote in our elections, and absolutely not. I've been pushing back on that. I think that's an incredibly critical issue, not just for us here in Georgia, but for the entire country. Only American citizens should vote. And, John, I, I don't lean into polls too often, but it's interesting. In Georgia, 80% of all Georgians support me in this. 80% of oh, yeah. all Georgians, only American citizens should vote. And I think if you polled this nationwide, I think you'd find large majorities in every other state. We believe that only Americans should vote, and I'm going to fight to the very end. And if we lose this at the district level, we'll appeal it. We'll take it all the way to the Supreme Court. This is too important for us to not fight and fight and fight. 
Yeah, and it's amazing. I had the pleasure of going through some of the transcripts, and they had this sort of unusual expert who uh, had to uh, eat a lot of her prior her prior uh, writings because they were pretty extreme. And your your team did a great job drawing out some of the irrational statements she made. But at the heart of this, what they're trying to do, if I understand it correctly, Sarah, is they're trying to stop uh, uh, polling directors from checking someone's citizenship when they show up at the polls. I mean, the only reason for doing that would be to make sure that non-citizens could get in. Were you shocked when she made that request to, uh, in this lawsuit? Well, the, what they also want to do, uh, when you typically now in Georgia, uh, so many of our people, over 95% of all Georgians are registered through Department of Driver Services. And so DDS does a very robust citizenship check. They want to stop that, cut that out. Well, I just did a, a 100% audit for citizenship in our voter rolls. And what I found is we had 1,634. They were never put on the voter rolls. They were in the pending status because they couldn't prove their citizenship. That's a felony in Georgia to even attempt to register if you're a non-citizen. And that's a one to 10 year prison term and up to a $100,000 fine. So we have now sent that information to the attorney general's office and also local district attorneys. They'll do their uh, individual interviews of these people, and they're going to also ask this question, did you do this on your own free will, or were you put up by it by some third-party organization? Uh Like, again, not like following the money, but we're going to follow. Is there an organization that's been really attempting to get non-citizens on the voter rolls in Georgia. Boy, that could be a big deal. We gotta, that's one we got to keep a close eye on. There's another um, interesting dispute going on in your state with Marjorie Taylor Greene. Uh, what role, if any, will your office have in making a decision about her um, about her fate? Uh, the way the statute reads is that the administrative law judge will make a recommendation, and then that will come to my office. And because it's an active case, I can't say yeah. anything further. But... Um, that's just established, long established in state law. And so it is what it is. And we'll just see what the administrative law judge does after he hears all the information. Yeah, oh, that's going to be an interesting one to watch. And uh, I know you got to be the neutral arbiter until the moment that comes in. Uh, last week, you're obviously in the middle of a very important primary. What has what the last month been like as, as you go out and you talk about these issues and you engage on things that are many times 70, 80% popular with the citizens of Georgia? What sort of feedback are you getting? And what do you, what do you see happening on Election Day? Well, on Election Day, I feel very confident because I helping people understand that election security has been my number one priority since day one. From day one, I wanted to make sure that only American citizens voted in our elections in Georgia, that we got a verifiable paper ballot, which we have. And then we also could do audits. And I've done a statewide audit. First time it's ever been done in the state of Georgia. We can audit you know, statewide elections, any election in Georgia. And then we also now are making sure let me push back on Stacey Abrams' blue wave of trying to push non-citizens onto the voter rolls. People understand how critically important that is. And we passed bills to uh, make sure that ballot harvesting, you know, it is illegal and that we do investigate. I've also um, have had more cases that I've brought before the state election board, over 400 of them in my four years in office. That's a record number for any other secretary of state. So people understand that I believe in election integrity and I fought hard to make sure we have fair and honest elections in Georgia and we prosecute when people don't follow our laws. Yeah, that's the key. That's what people want. They want uh, an honest arbiter and that they just want when someone does something wrong, make sure that they're prosecuted so it doesn't happen. When the latest polls have you up in the uh, polls, uh, possibly headed towards a runoff, uh, but the, knowing where you are now, do you feel good about your standing? 
Well, we're a little bit ahead, not where I'd like to be, <laughs> but we're continuing press the case forward and i've been traveling all over the state of georgia Uh, i've been north to south georgia every part in between uh just talking to uh, voters uh every every week Uh, it's really important and i really enjoyed that opportunity to get out and about you know the entire state it's a big state so i put plenty of miles on my on my truck but uh, (laughs) it's been fun yeah it is and there's something about elections that no matter how how they turn out they really are something to be a part of and uh, i know you're enjoying going out and talking to the citizens the great citizens of georgia mr secretary as always it's such an honor to have you in the show i really appreciate you walking us through all these important issues and we'll be watching closely over the next few weeks as uh, as uh, i'm sure there are going to be big developments on all these fronts thank you john thank you sir have a good day take care All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have a little more right after this. Hey, folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. We're going to keep on this conversation of election integrity and no better person to do that then our next guest, Gina Swoboda, is the executive director of the Voter Reference Foundation. If you have not checked these guys out, they are doing some of the best data analysis and integrity investigative work anywhere in the country. Please join and welcome me with uh, Gina Swoboda. Gina, great to have you on. Thank you so much, John. It's great to be back. Uh, VoteRef.com. I've got it bookmarked on my site. I check it often. Uh, what was the inspiration for this? So after the last cycle, um, our founder, Doug Truax, uh, took a look around at the country and the lack of confidence in the process that our citizenry had and said, what can we do um, to bring confidence back to the people? And as always, transparency uh, is key in any, any aspect of government function. And we don't have that. We just simply don't have that with regard to the voter rolls. There were hundreds of millions of, of ballots sent out by mail to voter lists that um, 
are less than great, uh, frankly, in the way they've been maintained. And whether that's funding or sloppiness, uh, it doesn't matter at the end of the day. The bottom line is ballots are going out to voters that perhaps should not be on the list. So in order to increase confidence, to try to encourage uh, voter list maintenance, a vote, the Voter Reference Foundation was created. Um, it is our hope that eventually the chief election officials in all 50 states will publish the voter rolls themselves in real time yeah. uh, so people can see the activity. That's the goal. Uh, and until we get there uh, on VoteRef.com, I'm publishing uh, every state uh, their voter rolls. I update it every quarter, and I'm going to do that forever. Uh, that's for free. That's for the public's use. Uh, and that's the mission. Such an important thing. And making this, what's great, you know, election data, oh, you always used to be this mysterious thing, like, where do I go to get it? Where look, you, go to the, yeah, you go to the site, voteref.com, and it's right there. It's sitting right in front of you. You can check up the states. It is really a remarkable data set for uh, journalists, everyday Americans, uh, really a, um, a delight and a, and a great public contribution to to this uh, moment in history. I want to I wanna go to this moment in history and take a look at, have we really addressed enough of the issues that came up in the 2020 election? How much danger is America in of having a repeat of some sort of 2020 and 2022 and 2024? I would say that um, if we do not do two things, there are two things that absolutely must happen uh, that are top of the list. There are others, but the top two are, one, the voter list absolutely have to get cleaned up. I mean, they just do. Uh, and two is to restore the confidence of the public or they will not vote. And so to get to number two, you have to get through number one. So we, we have a couple of issues where absentee balloting in some states, it's mail ballots and other states, it's absentee ballots. Again, because they're generated off voter lists that are, are not as clean as they otherwise could be. There are ballots being issued. Uh, the chain of custody gets broken. We have drop boxes uh, that in, in my personal opinion, are unsecured, uh, scattered throughout the country, and this leads to issues. Uh, we had a report uh, come out about Maricopa County, yeah. about Georgia. Um, we made it big in just the news. It was such a big number. It was shocking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you know, if you have unsecured drop boxes that are not under surveillance, that are not manned lifetime by uh, two poll workers of two different parties of the two major parties, which is how we like to do things. Um, then, then really, your your ballots are not secure. You're you don't have meaningful chain of custody, and you can't guarantee the results of that election to the confidence of the public. And we know that because that's what the public has said. Uh, the the determination was made by the people that. Uh, they did not have confidence in what happened last time. We right. saw that in Georgia last time, and, and we need to, to take action to ensure that doesn't happen again. So cleaning up the rolls to make sure less ballots are going out to people that don't just, they frankly don't live at those addresses. And, and it's a combination, John, where third-party organizations, I'll just randomly pick one, the Voter Participation Center. Um, they send out pre-populated absentee ballot applications across the country. Uh, they sent out over 12 million in the last cycle. Um, a lot of times they're using an older voter list. So pre-populated postcards or absentee ballot applications are going to addresses for people that do not live there with all the information already filled out. Uh, so, you know, if somebody decides to sign those and mail them back in, now you have a situation where election offices are getting inundated with literally millions of these applications 
Um, and, and there is a great potential for ballots to be sent to people at addresses where those people no longer yeah. reside. You know, it's a problem. I mean, I'm, I'm very excited to hear uh, about the subpoenas that were issued uh, in, in Georgia today. That's just huge. Yeah, absolutely. And when you talk to the experts, and, and you're one of them, uh, uh, dirty voter rolls, outdated voter rolls are like the launch pad for, for uh, fraud. If you have that situation, yeah. fraud becomes eminently easier. It doesn't mean it's always going to happen. But you've created the scenario where it becomes a heck of a lot easier to make that happen. And in Georgia, Brad Raffsenberger openly admits they didn't clean their rolls in 2020 because they had so many elections back to back to back that they uh, they didn't have that 90 day window that the federal law right. does. Now, back in the days when these laws were created, we only had one or two elections. Now we've seen like you know, runoffs and, and, uh, and special elections. Uh, do we need to go back and take a look at that window? Is that is that window maybe too restrictive to clean the rolling? Why can't we clean a voter roll every 30 days? Why not do it every 30 days? I, I absolutely think we do. So I, I say this all the time, the like zeitgeist, if you will, of the public um, and of our government officials over the past 25, 30 years, it's, it's, it's been about expansion of the franchise, you know, bringing the vote to more people, which is a great and good and beautiful thing. But you must maintain the roles and take the other names of the people who are no longer there or are no longer eligible off or what you have is what i would say we have today which is the hotel california where you get on the list and then you can't get off the list and and to your point about georgia and what secretary raffensperger said if you have back-to-back elections special elections in a cycle okay so now you're in a situation like let's say you're in a state that has ballot measures so if i'm in arizona and I want to make sure Arizona doesn't clean up the voter roll. Uh, there's a there's a way that I can do that. <laughs> like I can, uh, you know, put ballot measures on for special elections. If I get enough signatures, I'll block that 90-day National Voter Registration Act window um, in which you know people can't do voter roll maintenance within that window. It was designed, I I believe, with good intentions to prevent um, what some people refer to as purges. Um, I refer to it as cleaning the voter roll. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, somebody I, spent I, a lot of time coming up with the word purge because you know it gives right. you a different was, sense of what's really going on. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so we launched a, a new um, uh, product, if you will, on the VoterReferenceFoundation.com site. So it's a different site from my vote ref site. Vote ref's where you go to look at the voter registration data and the history data. Yeah. VoterReferenceFoundation.com. I've got an absentee ballot tracker now, and I've got three states loaded for the primary. I'm going to add two more. So if you go to VoterReferenceFoundation.com, top of the page, you see absentee ballot tracker. If you click there, it's going to open up an interface where you can select from a dropdown of states. So let's stay on Georgia. You select Georgia, and then you pick a county. And like I, I look at Fulton County uh, yeah. every day. Yeah, that's probably uh, a good one to look at. <laughs> that's an interesting county. Uh, the Secretary of State, uh, you know, uh, of Georgia said, hey, we have a problem. Let's put Fulton into receivership so we can run their elections and give them a hand. Uh, then you select a precinct, and it will populate a list of every voter in that precinct who was mailed an absentee ballot. It'll show you their name, their address, Amazing. their party, when they requested the ballot, if the ballot came back, when it came back, and when it was processed. So it, it's a way to monitor in, in live time. That gets updated every day, every morning, first thing in the morning. We update uh, that data. Um, and in the general election, we'll have more states. I'm adding Nevada and Michigan shortly. 
Uh, Wisconsin will populate um, with their June 23rd is when their early ballots drop. Right now, Georgia and North Carolina are alive. And you can look at the Wisconsin, uh, the recent jurisdictionals they had. I, I find the Green Bay results fascinating. So uh, it's, you, you and I it's usually important, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's usually important for people to, to be able to see the ballots going out and the ballots coming back. And if you're on the ground in Georgia and you're interested in the results of the primaries, which I know uh, millions of people in Georgia are, um, you know, you you might wish to look at those returns to see if your precinct or your ward that you're in, that you're sitting in, you know, have have your friends um, sent back their ballots. Yeah. I mean, the political parties traditionally are the only people that look at that data. That's right, because they're getting out of the vote, right? Yeah, they're getting out of the vote, but the people need to, to see it as well. What an amazing public service. By the way, I use this all the time. I love this. This is a great yeah. contribution to American democracy and to the constitutional republic that we are. Um, so dirty voter rolls are part of it. Now let's talk about that ballot harvesting, because I, I think there are three yeah. emerging issues, the voter rolls being the first one. The second one is it appears now, whether you're in Green Bay, Wisconsin, or a nursing home in Wisconsin, Arizona, where Brnovich has found a bunch of uh, harvesters, and now we have this big, giant investigation in Georgia that Raffsenberger State Elections Board, the career people are doing. Uh, has harvesting become sort of the cheating way to do get out the vote? Are we starting to see this as a, a scarier uh, new type of uh, tactic that uses coercion and, and breaks the chain of custody for ballots to get more votes in for the Democrats? Yeah, I think that's a, a very real issue. And so and traditionally, right, in our country, uh, we, we have the secret ballot. There's a reason for that. We vote in person, uh, but our ballot is secret. We did not always have the secret ballot. And when we did not have the secret ballot, when people could come and, you know, watch you vote publicly, like who you're voting for, that was a problem because of coercion. <laughs> so the, the issue we have now is particularly post-COVID, right? So in the COVID cycle, a lot of states that have never done mail voting before sent ballots to everyone. Uh, I'm looking at you, Nevada. So, and, and Nevada's decided that was such a great experience that they're going to do it again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, why I not repeat the wanna, chaos? Right. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why they want to do that. But, but I would say, yes. So people that perhaps are more political than process oriented think this is great. Let's mail everyone a ballot. Um, the easier you make it to vote, uh, the more votes you get from people in particular parties that maybe don't want to make the effort to go down to the polls. That's, again, expanding the franchise is a great thing. People should participate in their governance. However, if you don't secure those ballots, we end up with this, this what in effect could be used as a giant operation to push votes to go door to door uh, as they yeah. were doing in, in California. Of course. You know, hey, Jerry, I understand you're, you're up for, you know, that uh, contract for that bid. It would be a shame. <laughs> you yeah. didn't get it. Yep. Coercion. Brad yeah. Raffsenberger said this uh, just a few minutes ago on the podcast. He said, listen, one of the biggest problems with ballot harvesting is that people start to put pressure on people to vote or to vote a yep. certain way. And that's yep. exactly what we don't want in America. Exactly. This is a, a sacred right that people have died for and fought for, and that should be protected. And leaving people exposed to coercion and trafficking. In Arizona, we, we consider that ballot trafficking. Um, we have a bill that's 
live right now by uh, our House Representative uh, Jay Kaufman. Uh, this is in, in Arizona, Arizona, right? Yeah. Yep, yep, in Arizona State Legislature. And the unfortunate thing is, like, so we had a situation in Arizona. The original bill, when it was um, moved in the House, would have required that there be two live poll workers at the box, right, uh, two different parties, and that the box be locked when uh, the, the polling stations were closed. There were, you know, frankly, Republicans that wouldn't put that on the floor. Okay, so then the bill was amended to say, all right, why don't we uh, have, you know, surveillance and lock the box at seven o'clock when the polls close for early voting? And again, they said no. So now we're 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 down to okay, how about we just have surveillance on the box? Can we have a, a, a film on the box? Uh, I believe that Catherine Engelbrecht of Through the Vote um, in her investigatory work. You know, she acquired films yeah, of, of I've seen the ballot boxes. I so went through them. hours of them. Right on. So if you have a situation where they're taping over the tape every day or there's no tape at all, right. that's an invitation to fraud. That's right. And while, while I No deterrence at all. Yeah, exactly. Why open a hole in the system and encourage people uh, to do bad things? You, you just don't do that. Yep. So I agree with you 100%, John. All right, and let me give you one more because we now know New York City is going to do it, and San Francisco has already done it. Chicago is talking about doing this. A couple of communities in Vermont, eight or nine in Massachusetts, and that is letting foreigners vote at least in local elections. There is a, a push in particularly liberal states to give the extraordinary right of voting to non-citizens, at least in local. Right now, federally, it's forbidden, but there's a twist that occurred. We've been covering it over the last couple of weeks here. I spent some time writing about it myself personally. And that is Stacey Abrams has a federal lawsuit going on in Atlanta right now, trying to declare as illegal, unconstitutional, the uh, cons- the citizenship check that as part of your registration, part of your voting, it's okay to ask you for your citizenship to make your make sure you're lawful to vote. Um, what's going on? Why would Democrats and Stacey Abrams want to get rid of the citizenship voter ID check if they're not up to something bigger? So I think that's a disgraceful concept. Uh, this is a, <laughs> a fault line for me. Um, it, you must be a citizen of the United States in order to participate in our elections to determine who is governing us. Uh, that's already in uh, U.S. code. Um, Arizona uh, passed Proposition 200 uh, several years ago, over a decade ago, and we required that in order to register to vote, you had to be a citizen. So our cases worked their way up to the Supreme Court, and what Justice Scalia said in the Intertribal Council decision was, okay, Arizona, to register people on your state voter registration form, you may require proof of citizenship. And that's called documented proof of citizenship or DPOC in the like elections community. However, on the federal form, which is designed by the Elections Assistance Commission, which is a federal agency, if you want them to add proof of citizenship, you have a remedy other than us issuing an order. You have to go to them and try these other methods. Tell them, hey, please put an asterisk. Arizona, you need proof of citizenship. Okay. So we tried that. We tried that for over a decade. And the EAC, um, you know, and they're great and good people. It's, it's a great organization for a variety of reasons, has not done it. Well, so the Arizona legislature just passed a bill that Governor Ducey signed into law. It's House Bill 2492. It requires on all forms from anyone in the state of Arizona to register to vote, you must be a citizen. 
that it, we immediately uh, got the litigation filed there. Um, of course you did. From uh, the usual suspect. <laughs> and that's going to work its way up to the Supreme Court. And I believe that we will win in the Supreme Court because we did what the Supreme Court asked us to do. We tried to work with federal agencies to require that they honor what the people of Arizona voted for um, and amended our Constitution to say, uh, which was that you must be a citizen. It, it's... Um, it, it's a really bad idea. You're encouraging people who are not fully invested in the fabric of our country. I'm not saying they don't want to be citizens. And once they are citizens, then they are welcome to vote. But you have to be a citizen of the country in order to participate in, in, in its elections. There's no other country on the face of the earth that allows non-citizens to participate in their elections process. And it's actually very insulting to all of the people that came here and worked hard and became citizens. It's a really big day when you become a citizen. I've, I'm a deputy registrar with Maricopa County. I've been at the citizenship ceremonies. It's beautiful. People take a, a beautiful oath. They, they are moved beyond words that they've been welcomed to this country that they love. And they are honored that they are finally able to register to vote. What, what Stacey Abrams is doing here is, is going to encourage people in other areas to do it, and it's a felony in, in the states right now. And then you're jeopardizing someone's ability to actually become a citizen. Because if you, that's also, John, a problem with automatic voter registration. Oh, absolutely. If, you know, if, yeah, if people get registered to vote and, and they're not eligible to vote and they didn't ask to be registered to vote, you know, you can wind up with someone committing a felony without even knowing it. Yep. Uh, and that could prevent them from the very thing that we wish to help them do, which is to become a citizen. So, yeah, it's it's just a, a terrible idea. Uh, I believe that the Arizona case will be upheld by the Supreme Court, and, and that can just put an end to, to this kind of nonsense. Yeah. And, of course, uh, the Supreme Court last session upheld Arizona's uh, anti-harvesting law. So at least in Arizona now there is a model law for the rest of the country to um to pursue all right as you look out now uh and and you we we we've got the big 2022 election congress is up for grabs and then right after that we're going to have the, the next presidential election doesn't seem possible but we're coming up on that already uh gina what are the vulnerabilities that uh the rnc the um the campaigns the election regulators should be closing down now. I mean, what are some of the places where you just say we got to put a mark in this? Right, we we talk about ballot harvesting. We got that. We got cleaning the uh, cleaning the dirty rolls. But are there any tactics, particularly related to these ballot drop boxes? It seems like Wisconsin, the courts say no ballot drop boxes, and the election regulators say, "Well, oh, we're going to use them anyways." How do you solve an issue like that? Right. So that so that's a great question, John. Because there's a conflict, and we saw that in 2020. So. The, the statutes say one thing. When you can get the court to rule, they say, yeah, this is absolutely unlawful. And then for uh, Elections Commission, in the case of Wisconsin, the Wisconsin Elections Commission, although I want to give a shout out, Bob Spindell is, is, uh, seems to be a really great um, public servant, and he did try to stop a lot of things that happened in Wisconsin in 2020. Um, but uh, the majority of the board just continues to tell um, clerks to effectively ignore the law. So... When you're in that kind of situation, your observers are key, your poll workers are key. Are interested Americans doing their civic duty need to participate as a poll worker? Uh, in the Virginia election, Fairfax County, 
the registrar in Fairfax County randomly decided to take the third party absentee ballot applications we were discussing earlier. It is state law in Virginia that the last four digits of the social security number must be filled out on that absentee ballot application or you may not process it. Well, Fairfax County clerk's like, you know what? I think I'm going to ignore that law. And we're just going to start to process these and send out these absentee ballots. Because there was a, a, a worker, a poll worker there uh, who saw what was happening and alerted um, the Republican National Lawyers Association and the RNC and said, hey, they're accepting these, uh, you know, then there was an ability to file a suit. Now, the way that wound up, the, the great people at Public Interest Legal Foundation sought to intervene. Uh, and a judge said, ah, yeah, you know, we don't think you have standing. It would have to be a candidate. But by that time, being aware that they were under scrutiny, they stopped. So you have to be in it to win it, as they used to say in the lotto in New York City. <laughs> um, if you don't participate, you know, you ain't getting get in on the winnings. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, so we have to be there. We have to be everywhere. I would say another a huge thing that that's a real problem right now is President Biden issued an executive order instructing every single federal agency, of which there are way too many, um, to begin voter registration efforts. And what they're going to do in every state, you know, these federal agencies exist as sort of an outpost within the state, not subject to state restrictions with regard to voter registration. So, for example, the Department of Gaming, the Department of Agriculture, random divisions that have nothing whatsoever to do with the elections process are going to begin using federal funds to register voters. And the person who is going, and they're going to partner with, quote, third-party organizations. So who are the third-party organizations that are going to work out of federal outposts within the states to register voters? Well, the, the way to get approved for that process is to go through Susan Rice in the White House. So Susan Rice is going to approve who are the third-party organizations that are going to work with federal uh, government agencies to register voters in these outposts within every state uh, in this country. So um, the, the way to prevent potentially your state laws that you work hard as a state and you pass legislation and you're closest to the people and the government closest to the people understands the people's needs the best. That's the model of our government. Well, if you don't want uh, federal agencies uh, registering folks to vote, and I'm not talking about social services or motor vehicle, that's already covered by the National Voter Registration Act. I'm talking about every single other federal agency. Then you need to talk to your chief election official in your state. Uh, so that would be, for example, Secretary Raffensperger. If Secretary Raffensperger doesn't approve uh, them coming into Georgia and operating out of every federal agency in Georgia, then they can't do it. So that's a huge uh, issue that's developing now, um, and people need to keep an eye on that and reach out to their chief election official. But please, everybody, you know, be a poll worker, be a poll observer, um, you know, talk to your legislators, help them pass uh, strictures around these ballot drop boxes, and help us help you clean up the voter rolls. That's what we can do. Yeah, it's such an amazing opportunity for us to regain confidence in our election. Uh, to, uh, we're the greatest uh, democracy and constitutional republic in the world. And right now, the rest of the world's looking at us saying, hey, what's going on in America? Why can't they count their votes right? And it seems like this moment is before us. Everyone can pitch in and make a big difference. Um, and I, I'm excited to see that happen. Gina, what's the best way to stay in touch with all the great stuff you're doing at the Voter Reference Foundation and uh, all the work that you do personally? Thank you. Um, please check, keep checking an eye on our site, voteref, V-O-T-E-R-E-F.com, and voterreferencefoundation.com. And you can email us anytime at info at 
voterreferencefoundation.com, and we'll get back with you right away. We're super excited about the work. We're pushing out uh, the data just as fast as we can uh, process it in a a good, fine, detailed, fine-tuned way. I did just want to give a shout-out to West Virginia's amazing Secretary of State. We released West Virginia today, and they were so wonderful, John. Um, That's uh, Matt Warner and his uh, Deputy Secretary of State and their team worked with us to, you know, make sure we had the the data uh, that we needed. um, And they were just open and transparent and cooperative. And they're a model for how this should go. Uh, And if people want to reach out regarding the federal legislation uh, on non-citizens voting, Congressman Rodney Davis out of Illinois is working on a bill. We Uh, had him on this show just a couple weeks ago. He's uh, he's moving it hard. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so so there are things that can be done. And listen to Just the News, because uh, thank you for keeping everybody informed. We appreciate all that you we, do. We love doing it. This is such an important uh, topic, and we all are better when we trust our elections. And right now there's a, a lot of distrust, so we got to solve that problem. And I know that's what you're on the front lines doing, Gina. Thank you so much for the time. I learned a lot, uh, a lot to take in and a lot to learn. And uh, this was a great conversation. Can't wait to get you back on real soon. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. All right, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to wrap things up for the day. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back to the commercial break. Yep, it's that time. It's hard to believe a whole hour nearly passed by already, but we've got to get ready, uh, head into the sunset for this Tuesday We'll be back tomorrow with more news, more breaking news, more investigative reporting, more discussion about integrity, John Durham, Hunter Biden, you name it. We're going to be on top of it. Now, before we go, we are blessed here at Just the News and John Solomon Reports to have partners whose products and services are best in class. I mean the best. And whatever your need is, there's probably a partner here who can meet it and do it well. And uh, on that mention, I'd like to take a moment to welcome a new sponsor, a new partner to the Justin News family, GenuCell. And here's what you need to know. If you're looking for a soft, nourished, and silky smooth skin without the harsh side effects of retinol, then you have to try the Ultra Retinol Cream from GenuCell. I just got this in the mail. I'm using it. I have a tremendously red face, an Irish red face. Uh, I can't believe in just a few short days how much the ultra retinol has brought down the tone. I, I know it's working because the makeup artist in the TV studios are like, I don't need to use as much makeup on you, Solomon. What's going on? I'm like, oh, I got a secret. I can't tell you about the Jenny cell. Well, these guys are amazing. Now, if you're trying to figure out what is ultra retinol cream, well, it has concentrated 
hyaluronic acid, which hydrates your skin at a cellular level, and it builds on the deep moisture within the incredible anti-aging effects of natural retinol. So you're getting the best of two worlds. And uh, it's easy to get a hold of this. To get on it, you're going to get a special deal because you're a John Solomon Reports fan and Just the News fan. All you got to do is go to genucel.com, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Just News, and you can get up to 50% off the brand new Ultra Retinol Cream. That's a heck of a deal, 50% off. You also get Genucel immediate effects for results in 12 hours or less, free with that order. All you got to do is go to Genucel, G-E-N-U-C-E-L.com slash Just News, and you're going to get 50% off. You're going to get that free Genucel immediate effects, and you're going to get free express shipping. What a good deal. And uh, because they stand by their product, you get free returns, exquisite customer service, and 100% money-back satisfaction guarantee. These are great people with a great product. Take it from my bright red, shiny skin face. Uh, it is working. I, I'm so excited to be using retinol right now and uh, the uh, Ultra Retinol Cream. It is making a difference, toning me down. Before long, I might not even need suntan lotion when I'm outside. No, I'm always going to need that. But listen, go check them out today. Great partners, great products. Genucel.com slash Just News. All right, folks, that wraps up the day. Thank you for listening. God bless you. God bless this extraordinary country of the United States. We'll be back tomorrow with another edition of John Solomon Reports. And until then, if you need a news fix, if you need to know what's going on, you just want the facts, no opinion. Go to justthenews.com 24-7. We got you covered. All right, we'll be back tomorrow. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner. Whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bite, you and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and z -Pak. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events, and you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.